Hey, Cam. Yes, Don. You ever think about how crammed your trailer is when you go race? Dude, all the time. Race cars, golf carts, jets, power wheels, and all of his toys, his little dirt bikes, his strider bikes, all that stuff. I'm crammed. But I'm sure everybody in motorsports is feeling the same way. Well, now our audience has someone to call. They need to call Lance at lbtrailers.com. Lance is carrying over 70 motorsports haulers in stock options from top to bottom. We always talk about looking the part in motorsports, traveling up and down the road and at the track. Now you can look the part with LB Trailer Sales. Go to online to lbtrailers.com or stop by Facebook at LB Trailer Sales. You have a friend in the trailer business and make sure to tell them that Racers and Rental Cars sent you. Put it up for the weekend warriors. It's the Racers and Rental Cars podcast with your hosts, Top Fuel Cam, Cameron Bray, and his co-host, Mr. Top Sportsman, Don O'Neill. Keep on till they can't ignore you. Put it up for the weekend warriors. What's up, West Coast Cam? What's up, Don? It's a little warm here in the garage, but it's probably pretty, it's actually probably cooler here than it is there, I'm sure, but whatever. It's freaking hot for this beach boy. I have my thermostat's checking in at a nice, ripe, perspirating sweat, 84 degrees right here in front of me, so... Mm. One of these days, I guess you'll get a thermostat in your garage or a laser temp gun or something. Yeah, according to my phone, it says it's 77, but it's hotter in here because it's way more humid. But I'll go with that. Yeah, it's, it's the problem is I can't, I got to shut all the windows and doors and the garage door so I don't get the ocean breeze while I'm recording. And then all the people walking their dogs and stuff and the kids playing, you know, jet screaming, running around. Don't want you guys to have to endure that. Oh, uh, aren't you very considerate? Anyway, I this am. week's episode. <laughs> thank you for tuning in, folks. We're going to be talking about what our value is. And this week, before we get uh, rocking and rolling. Fucks. See, you're already jumping in, overpricing yourself. Five <laughs> bucks. Whatever the case is. Nonetheless, before we get talking... Get slamming and bamming. We're going to send a big shout out this week to Lance Brandon and LB Trailers. If you've been following along on social media, he is blowing it out this week, folks. He Every day he is putting two to three trailers on social media, slashing prices. If you need a trailer, all you got to do is call Lance at LB Trailers. Let them know you heard it on Racers and Rental Cars. Check out his inventory. If he don't have it, he'll find it, get it, build it. They can do it all. And oh yeah, by the way, they have got a full stock inventory of parts and service to upgrade, repair, or maintain your trailer. So give the guys at LB Trailers a call. All right, Cam. That was we pretty good. Bet- it actually sounded like you knew what you were doing. All right, dude. It's just completely faking the funk. What what do they say? Fake it till you make it. Story of my life, buddy. False motivation is better than no motivation. Heard that. Heard (laughs) that. All right, dude. What have you been up to since last week? Well, shopped for some countertop for the kitchen. Watched the Indy 500. Didn't get any countertop for the kitchen because there's complications there. One of my cabinets for the pantry that we ordered is a foot short. It's also the story of my life. Um, so that has to be returned and Three custom one needs to be made. Uh, yeah. Well, actually, this one was eight foot, but we needed a nine footer. So, yeah. Okay. First off, if you and Angie both stand on your shoulders, <laughs> neither one of you are nine foot. So why the hell you need a pantry that's that tall? <laughs> Got to at least go to the ceiling, my friend, or close to it so I can put some crown molding on there. The only people I know that have a six-foot ladder in their kitchen so they can get into the <laughs> pantry. Yeah, yep, yeah, that's uh, that's kind of a true story. That's for sure. 
Maybe not six footer. I mean, there's at least a four footer in there. So, like, if there's an actual accident at your house where they say somebody fell off a eight foot ladder in the kitchen, it's legitimate at your house on the weeknight. There was no construction. There was no permits. There was nothing going on. Nope. Angie was trying to cook dinner. She just fell the f <laughs> off the ladder. <laughs> yep, pretty much. She's just trying to get a, uh, some fruit snacks for the kid, you know. And lost it. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, oh I my had, god. I had my gout came back last week. That was fun. Um, okay. Uh, we're we're trying to keep people listening to the show. We're not <laughs> trying to run them off with your gout stories. Hey man, being on crutches for a week sucks. But anyway, all better now. All better now. So, um, other than that, yeah, racing wise, uh, not much other than watching the Indy 500, which is like one of my favorite races to watch every year. Um, are we going to get into that now or do you want to get into that later? Ah, we can get into it now. I, I mean, I want to, I'll just go ahead and let everybody take the jabs at me. I, I listened to the opening ceremonies of the Indy 500, Roger Pinsky, who total closet, like, Idol would lo- he's on the short list of people that I would love to share a, a meal and a drink with. Uh, his uh, you know his speech to everybody, uh, the national anthem, can't beat the Thunderbirds, Air Force Thunderbirds flying over top, not once but twice. That was cool. And then after that, oh yeah, by the way, I got outside and got started on some landscaping, some yard cutting. And uh, I did not watch the Indy 500, so everybody can start taking their jabs from here on out at me about that. So take it away for the recap. So let me get this straight before we get into that. You decided to mow the lawn instead of watch one of the most iconic and famous races on the planet. Okay. I Okay. I get it. I, I get it. It's Dude, there, there's something... It's something about the Indy 500 this year, right? That just, I don't know if it was because it wasn't on Memorial Day. I don't know if it had to do with the fact that there weren't fans there. It just, I, I couldn't get myself up for it. That, I'll, so I'll tell it, you. It, I'll, go ahead. Full disclosure, F1 and IndyCar are are two motorsports like that I just there has to be some sort of storyline that's just like really riveting, right? Like Marco qualifying on the pole. Awesome, right? It was an Andretti thing that beginning, like Mario with the two seater and I, I mean all of that was awesome. But as soon as I dropped the flag and he started going to the back I lost interest in the storyline at that point. It was like the the gleam of it was gone for me. And now it's just me being honest. I'm just, you know, it just, it, it was done. I was like, yeah, let me grab the weed eater here and I'm going to go freaking weed eat the fence. Yeah, no, nah, man, I'm, I'm the exact opposite when it comes to F1 and IndyCar versus say like NASCAR. I think IndyCar is one of the more exciting ones to watch. <laughs> to be honest with you, because there is nothing like going, I mean, I've never driven one. I'd love to drive one, but going 200 and some odd miles an hour, like an inch and a half away or whatever from the guy next to you going 200 and some odd miles an hour um, in an open wheel car, that is badass. And that's some serious trust that you have to have in your competitors and uh, yourself. So I think that is just, that's what makes it exciting for me. It's just the speeds and, you know, I'll say that it was a little weird looking at those cars with windshields on them. Um, as much as I like IndyCar, I mean, the Indy 500 is really the only race that I like sit down and fully watch the whole thing. Like I watch highlights and stuff of, of the other races, but um, that's the one only one that I really like go start to finish with. But uh, it was a good race, but I will tell you, it definitely was weird with no fans in the stands. Like, I felt like it was going to be, I'm kind of glad that I didn't hear any like piped in like crowd cheers and, and stuff like that. Like they do for the stupid basketball games and whatever else. Like, I think that's ridiculous, but, um, you know, I, everybody kind of did the best. I mean, you could kind of tell just like any sport that's going on right now, everybody was kind of just like 
eh, I mean, yeah, this kind of sucks, but at least we're getting to race the Indy 500. Um, props to Takuma Sato, who uh, won his second Indy 500. That's pretty badass. Um, I thought it was a pretty good race up until, uh, you know, there's a couple crashes and whatnot. I'm glad everybody pretty much came away unscathed. Um, big shout out to uh, Graham Rahal because he has some NHRA ties to, uh, for those of you that don't know, is married to Courtney Force. Um, he actually got third, which is really cool. So um, they basically had first and third, and then their other driver crashed out on the last couple laps, and that was the reason why. Um, I think it was Simon Pagano, um, I think is who it was, um, that crashed out in the last couple laps, which caused the whole race to end on a yellow flag, basically, which I thought was kind of weird. I would have thought they would have red flagged it and restarted it, especially with no fans and like really no schedule. Like there's probably, there wasn't like an after party that everybody had to go to because there was really wasn't anybody there. So I thought that was a little weird, but I have a feeling in my opinion, it was probably because the way that the guy hit the opening to pit lane or whatever, like it destroyed all those tires. And like, I just don't think they had enough time to, to fix the, the safety barrier or whatever, or they didn't maybe want to do it. So, um, yeah, that was pretty much the Indy 500. I think it's super cool. There's, they did add a Pinsky added a deal like where you drive your car up and it like lifts you up like an elevator. So, they spent all this money on it. They were talking about how they spent all this money on it. So that way all the fans could see the winning car in the melee. And there was nobody there. There was nobody, nobody there, but it was kind of cool because, uh, Bobby Ray Hall, he was like, made sure he like jumped up on that thing when they were lifting the car. He like jumped up on it and like, he's like, yeah. And they even commented, Oh, look at that. He even wanted to ride to the winner circle. I'm like, dude, hell yeah. I'd be like doing three sixties on break dancing on the top of that Indy car that I'd owned that just won the Indy 500. Are you kidding me? Good for him. So. Absolutely no, and I did. I did see the accident, and the is I've been. Kept, I was catching up on Twitter, and that's where I kind of caught everything. But I almost you said something, and it triggered a memory in my thought. Do you want to know what I was more interested all week long about the Indy Five Hundred? What? Them taking the tires off of old boy's golf cart and stacking them on top of his. <laughs> I did I'm sorry. That. I'm sorry. And then the athletic. If you don't, if if you're in in the motorsports, please. I I just challenge you. Go out, sign up for the athletic. Get it. It's an email. It comes to you every morning, and it's got motorsports stories in it. And it's really it's written written really well. Jordan Bianchi, Dustin Long. The the list goes on and on of the people that write for the athletic, and. When that came in, and I op- it was like 5.15 in the morning, and here is a picture of, you know, a three-quarter of a million-dollar motorhome, a golf cart sitting on blocks in front of it, and the wheels stacked up on the top of it. Dude, I'm telling you right now, that's how you can start your day off. That yeah. was funny. That was pretty good. I thought that, and I was like, man, looks like a bunch of drag racers went to the Indy 500. <laughs> it seems like to me. <laughs> That's, that's some pretty good stuff. That's some pretty good stuff. Absolutely. Oh, no, man, that that's simple. Yep. So, well, and then I guess we're going to go ahead and keep going with a little bit of racing. Uh, this week, obviously, this weekend locks in the playoffs as we're recording on Wednesday for Saturday for the day, uh, NASCAR season. And it's going to be at Daytona. First time this has ever happened. So I think Saturday night, the ratings are going to be through the roof because there is a lot of people that can are trying to lock themselves in that need to win desperately on a restrictor plate track, as well as Jimmy Johnson is going to try to keep himself uh, from being locked out of the playoffs since he's retiring. So that's going to be huge. Uh, next week, big go week, U.S. Nationals. We're going to talk NHRA later on in the show, but for those of you, uh, I hope that you do tune in NHRA Racer, or uh, I'm sorry, NHRA.tv. I hope you watch. I hope you go on Fox. It's the big go. It's it's not going to be the normal indie that we've all become accustomed to, but I think it's going to be the indie to remember, but also the indie to forget as far as the COVID goes uh, for this year. Uh, not racing on a Monday is going to be kind of weird 
uh, not racing all week, starting on a Wednesday again. Kind of weird, but nonetheless. What day does uh, it technically start? Uh, it will act qualifying actually starts Thursday for sportsmen. When are they running the All Stars? Do you know? Uh, Saturday. No. Really? Friday. 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 Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, Friday. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, Getting it is a little weird. You get all you get all twisted, but that's all right. Getting all that's twisted. That's right. That's the story of our lives. It is a little weird that it's not racing on Monday, which traditionally that's kind of weird, but probably kind of nice because I guess maybe that is a buffer for a rain day or uh, letting people have a day off because they were probably getting ready to go back to 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 back. And that's not going to happen, I don't think. <laughs> so, well, we're we're going to talk about that later on in the show. Uh, we're, we're, we'll catch up on that as we're, we're headed out the door. So, that being said, let's dive off. We've been the past few weeks. Uh, here we are. It's uh, you know we're getting ready to come up on the first week in September. Um, I forget what it is. I should have kept track, but somebody sent me a, a day counter or something the other day of. How many days to PRI? Um, and I was like, I, I, you know, again, we're in a sponsorship. I am for our company and our teams, uh, our partners. It has been ongoing for the past few weeks uh, of working with current partners, working with new partners. And we've been, we've been talking about it. We've been scratching the surface, trying to keep, uh, Everybody focused. I hope they are focused on 2021, you know, and, and trying to put 2020 to bed, but also focusing on 2021. And this week. How do you do that when you don't know what the schedule is going to be? So here, are we going to talk about, you want to talk about that now or you want to, we can talk about that now because believe it or not, that question has come up numerous times for me personally talking with partners on across all of our cars uh not only current partners but new partners about what are we going to do right what's the scenarios what's the plan and i think that that's a valid question for everyone that doesn't have options to race and i think that's where the caveat is i.e. top fuel if you're uh, a top fuel let's well let's do it this way if you're a nitro car uh if you're a 500 inch pro stock car you are an alcohol dragster or a comp eliminator you're you're struggling if that if that's your area of expertise or or where you uh, like to butter your bread, you're, you're limited on your opportunities. Um, I guess in a way, you know, if you were a limited late model car in the Midwest, I mean, and, but you know that if you travel 12 hours south, you can still go race. You still have an, you still have an opportunity. Or, I mean, you could put an asterisk on that and put, or if you live in California. <laughs> Again, that's, so I think that's where for, for us professionally in our organization, we have a lot of different opportunities, of uh, different regional series, different sanctioning, other, you know, racing associations, not sanctioning bodies, but other racing associations that are out there that have opportunities for us to go and and still be in front of our target targeted audience, our demographic groups, because the the audience of drag racing or quote unquote motorsports is pretty much the same. All you're doing is changing a brand and a logo. If you're a motorhead, you're a motorhead. True, true. But yeah, if you're in my boat, how many races are there going to be? Where are they going to be? When are they going to be? It makes it a little tough. I can't answer those questions. Do you I think can. that they're going to shorten the series? Just out of like, I mean, I haven't heard even an inkling. I don't even know if or when they're going to 
announce any sort of schedule for next year. But what are your thoughts? All right. So you're just completely and utterly derailing the show, but nonetheless. <laughs> All right. So we what talk about this. <laughs> Edge. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> the meatloaf. The meatloaf. Ma, the meatloaf. Uh, from a business standpoint, right? What do we do? What do you do when business declines? You have to cut back and you reorganize, reshuffle, and and refocus on how you're going to way ahead, right? So if you were out here and you struggled to get 24 races in and you took it in the proverbial shorts, Right, you took it in the shorts. Yeah. You didn't use man. Yeah. You didn't use your Manscape three trimmer. You you just took it. So you've got to you've got to step back and say, okay, what are we going to do? How are we going to get through the next year? And, and honestly, it would not surprise me if they went to eighteen events. You know, I mean, seriously, start looking at some of these facilities and what they lost in twenty twenty. How are they going to recover into 2021? They may not even be able to function at that level. I mean, don't get me wrong. I hope that's not the case. But I'm also a business person where it says, look, guys, we struggled. You know, we, we've got to do something different. Everybody's going to have to work together. Now, the one thing that I do hope doesn't happen is that it turns into trickle down and sportsman racers end up getting increased fees for entry, crew passes, you know, our marketing programs that we may oh, do. Oh, you know that's coming. I hope not. I'm, I'm already just factoring that in. Right, right. So, because so, they're, they're going to say, oh, I mean, I guess maybe this is our argument. People are spending $2,000 a weekend on entry fees. What's... What's another fifty or hundred bucks to a sportsman guy, which then makes their entry fee what is it three or it's three fifty right now, right? Uh it's like two eighty. But plus the insurance mumbo jumbo, right? Uh I'd have to go back and look. I think Indy was like three sixty or three eighty. There you go. So then you're at four so they're gonna they're gonna it'll be less than five hundred bucks, but I have a feeling that it'll be if if they do that the numbers will start to dwindle. I because, agree. Because because the pay the notoriety the the value that it goes with at some point starts to lose its shine, my friend. Starts mm-hmm. to lose its shine. So I, I yeah. I, I don't know. I, I would like to see them cut the year some just from an economic standpoint, business wise, because not only do the teams need it, the sponsors need it, the racetracks need it. You know, I, I mean, everybody needs help. If you're going to run 24, I hope everybody's sitting at the table going, okay, guys, we're going to cut the fees here. Uh, we'll, you know, we're going to take the restrictions off for sponsors. If you can bring Billy Bob's energy drink in, we don't care that it's going to impact, you know, Coca-Cola or whatever the case is. Everybody's got to come to the table to get the get the game back on, and I yeah, I just I don't I, I just don't know if that's something that's going to be possible. Well, yeah, I mean, I can't I can't see any uh, political money coming in anytime soon. Well, I guess we're just going to jump right off into that <laughs> one, aren't we? We're going to. I thought you wanted me. To, I thought you wanted me to segue there for you. Oh, that's a good I, segue. Okay. Well, if not, take it or leave it. Whatever you want to do, move on to move on to your next chlorophyll statement, and then we'll save we'll save that for later. What's it with the chlorophyll? More like borophyll. Exactly. All right. Let's talk about value. We've been talking about different sponsor stuff all you know all month long for the most part. We've been pounding out episode after episode. Talked about fits. We talked about. Uh, Social media, doing your meetings, reaching out, no trade shows, using Zoom. Let's talk about something that I think has to be established first and foremost that that I probably skipped. 
right? I just went off on the tangent of, the, of getting a, a meeting or an introduction. You got to talk about some value. What's, what's Cameron Foray's value driving an 890 Super Comp Dragster at 12 events a year? You're asking me what my value is? I'm just throwing the ball in the air if it hit you in the head. Well, according to Google, my value. <laughs> now nah, you're talking, baby. Let's talk some metrics. It's <laughs> uh, tough to say because I haven't I haven't raised 890 in a while. Um, I couldn't even tell you the last time I actually raced a national event in 890. To be honest with you, it's been probably three years, two, three years, three years. Um, so with that said, I wouldn't think my value is very high, um, cause my results aren't there and, you know, I would obviously need some time to kind of get back into the swing of things per se, but, um, I do feel that I have enough value as, as a brand in Cameron Foray myself that, uh, would be worth something to, I guess, even out my performance on the track, right? I'm a nice enough guy. Um, I do a lot of things on and off the track that, uh, that, you know, help a lot of people. Um, I can network quite a bit with a lot of different people within the industry. Um, as a lot of people know that a lot of my things that I do are, are business to business. Um, so yeah, I, it would be hard to say, um, top fuel wise. Um, you can send your request to uh, <laughs> camera for a seven forty eight at gmail dot com, and I'd love to tell you what my value is. <laughs> All right, so you at least went down the list of identifying some benefit factors, right? Some assets that you have to be able to offer a company for value of them to work with you. And let's say that I am a uh, let's say I'm a 20, 20 place wing world of outlaw team run consistent. I finish in the bottom 20 on a consistent basis. I'm probably, my, my value is probably a little different than the mid pack guy. I mean, yeah, but. I guess you'd have to, if you're that guy, which, you know, a lot of, a lot of us are, not everybody wins, right? So you have to start looking at, like you said, look at what, what your personal value is, right? Look at, look at your connections, look at what your, your worth, who you know, what you can do on and off the track in regards to like, you know, hey, if you're getting sponsored by, I think we talked about this last week, if you're, if you're, if you own a lawnmower shop and you sell John Deere's and you're trying to get sponsored by John Deere, Maybe they don't care if you're in 20th place. All they care about is if your business sells John Deere tractors on Monday. Oh, obviously the win on Sunday, buy on Monday thing is kind of out these days. Um, I mean, sure it helps, but it's, it's not everything. I actually had a conversation with somebody the other day that, you know, they were, they were all hopped up on the fact that, oh, uh, you know, there's big money to be, you know, this, this race is coming up and there's big money involved and, you know, like they were already thinking about the money and not, you know, I'm like, don't you need to get there first? Like, aren't you looking for sponsors? Like, shouldn't you be thinking about that instead of worried about winning $7,000 or $10,000 or whatever? Because however many people there, let's just say if it was a bracket race, there's 500 people on the grounds. I mean, what are the, what are the odds that you're going to actually win that event that you're so amped up about and you're going to spend, you're going to spend a couple thousand dollars trying to make that, 10, 20, 30, $50,000. Somebody's got to pay for that, right? So are you, what are you doing to cover your cost at least? You know, I'd start looking at my value there and then worry about so, the winnings later. So that, that goes right into the, the value aspect of understanding, understanding what your value is to someone. So maybe you're not a $10,000 a year guy. Maybe you're only a $3,000 a year guy. Mm -hmm. But you're a $3,000 a year guy to 10 people. 
Does it yep. matter if you get $30,000 from one guy or do you get $30,000 from 10? Nope. Sometimes it's actually a little bit easier. A lot of my stuff that I've ever done in sponsorships has actually been that avenue because it's a lot easier to ask for a lower denomination number and the promises that you're making them aren't as big as they would be if somebody's giving you a million dollars or $50,000 or, or whatever the number is. So it's not you're yes, you're doing more work in the long run because you got to do that for three, five, ten people or however many, but they can justify the lower dom- denomination way easier than they can say, Oh, well, I just wrote that guy a check for $30,000 for his whole super comp year or whatever, and I didn't get diddly squat. He didn't win, go around, do nothing, nor did he bring me any sort of side business if the guy, you know, if the company say it's a it's a motorhome refrigerator I had company. Had no brand or, awareness. Or, or, or yeah, whatever, you know, or he didn't, you know. People think about that a lot of motorhome company. Hey, give me a motorhome for the year. And I'll sell two motorhomes for you. If you sold two motorhomes for somebody, it'd probably make their make their you know dealership a lot happier, right? And they're not really hey. out much. Yeah. I mean, I <laughs> two <laughs> might be two might be a little low, but you know, I mean, it's a little low. The situation, a little but, low. Yeah, you know, I'm not low. talking large, you know, Prevo bus, <laughs> badass motorhome, you know. He gave you a nice eight nineteen eighty three mini winnie or something. I mean, there we go, the sun seeker, baby, the sun seeker. Yeah, he still no, those but, lazy days motorhomes. Those things were sweet. There you go, though. But you're on the right track. You have to understand where your value is, and that's a hard thing to sit back and give yourself a value of what you can bring to the table, and be honest with yourself. Because here's the thing. Once you establish what your value is and you have some success, your value increases. It's like, buy, it, I mean, it really is. It's like buying a stock, a piece of real estate. I, I mean, it's an investment. And you look at yourself that way, that you're investing in you and that's who they're investing in. And if you get better, they get better, everybody wins. So the value piece you really have to understand that before you start venturing out and looking at companies that you would fit with with your program and figuring out who you're going to contact so that you can get that Zoom meeting to uh, try to put your pitch in there. Well, I'll, one thing I will add to that is a lot of the a lot of people when they go to sponsor things or they try to approach a sponsor. This happened to me a lot at Raceback, and I I've, I've seen more marketing decks than you could bark at and a lot of them made the biggest mistake of they use which this is this is a this is hard to explain but they use the demographics and they use all this stuff from national events but they don't race national events and say that i'm gonna you know you get tv time this that and the other thing but you're using facts that you're you're overpromising this company. You know, I happened to, I mean, I knew a lot of this because obviously I was a racer myself and, you know, I was in this, I had the same demographics <laughs> that they were using already. Um, so just be careful of that. Like, don't, don't overpromise and say that you're going to be on FS1 24 times a year if you race Super Street. Be honest. Say, hey, like we race at a regional level, like your company is a regional level. Um, you know, this is what I can do for you, not, Oh yeah, you're gonna turn on FS1 and you're gonna see, you know, Joe Bob's ice cream cone manufacturer on TV every weekend. It's just not gonna happen. So just be careful with that because it happens all the time. Good addition, good addition right there. That's that's good feedback, guy. Yeah, you're you're a sportsman guy. Your chances are are like less than one out of ten that you're gonna be that you're gonna make it on TV if you win. Um, because trust me, I know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, but I do want to move that. So, like, we we're talking about the the fits from last week, and there was something that that kind of jumped off the page at me, and that was co marketing. And so, 
to explain what co-marketing is. Let's say you have product X. And product X goes along with product Y. And they're like subcategories. Perfect example, right? Oil and oil filters. You see it done a lot of times between brands, right? So you've got brand X and their oil, and they love brand Y oil filter. And you will see different ads or article, tech articles, informational pieces, brochures, what they call product placement in certain social media posts. They work together and they call that co-marketing, right? So when you're out there and you're thinking about companies, whether the national or regional level or local level, maybe it is Billy Joe's ice cream cone shack, but Billy Joe also should be selling Coney dogs like A&W Root Beer. And you've got a Coney Dog food truck that's going to come out and hang out at Billy Bob's Ice Cream Shack on Thursday night for a car show. I don't know. Sound like your own varsity the, blues. <laughs> hey, Billy Bob, Billy Bob, Billy Bob. So that you need to put products together, those products together, as well as with the company and their brand. You can do co-marketing, and that goes a long way when you're giving yourself more value to a company. You've got a relationship with a certain company. They would love to do business with them. You can make the relationship and put the business deal together and it makes things successful for both parties involved. Preach, Don. Preach to the man. I can't. I, I honestly, like... The best one, and I was so happy when we were able to do it, was NGK Spark Plugs and Tub of Tiles. Putting that together, there is nobody out here that changes spark plugs and your hands don't get dirty. And so whether you're changing an O2 sensor, a sensor, NTK sensor on your cam, water temp, oil pressure, map, whatever the case is, your hands get dirty. Oh, when your hands get dirty, reach for a tub of tiles. Right. So there is an honest to goodness co-marketing relationship that I was so happy for us to be able to do. So keep that in mind when you're trying to put companies and products together. Absolutely. Absolutely. You ready to get the trimmer out? My, my boys and dolls are looking nice. I don't know about you. Your boys and balls. Well, your 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 boys have been busy lately. <laughs> oh, well, I mean that's what's. I mean that's the word on the street. What? Because I'm having another baby. I mean that's you know. I think we could have probably gotten like you know, actual feedback. Customer satisfaction feedback. We could have gotten a freaking like five star rating, two star rating. I mean, there's something, right? Yeah. Well, I'd give it a five star. I mean, because I use it all the time, even before the uh, the whole Manscaped uh, moment of the week. Lawnmower 3.0 works awesome. You know, it's a California thing. Just all works out. So anybody that doesn't live in California, you should probably check it out. Just saying. Just saying. Well, for a limited time only, Cam, as we're going to jump off into Manscaped Moment of the Week, if you order the 3.0 lawnmower package, you're going to grab yourself two free gifts, the Shed Travel Bag and a brand new pair of anti-chafing Manscaped boxers. Make sure that you go to Manscaped.com. Oh, I know, right? Yeah. Wear them on race day. Wear them on race day. Lucky Tony. Absolutely. That's it. My, we all my have lucky them. boxers for Manscaped. Absolutely. Go to manscaped.com. Fill in the discount code RIRC. When you check out, you're going to get 20% off and free shipping. Again, get 20% off free shipping with the code RIRC at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com, R-I-R-C. Make playing with your balls the best part of your day. 
I'm just saying, and, and we all know that everybody out there is laying on the couch playing Al Bundy, you know, playing with their balls. So just just do us a favor and, you know, just just dial them in. That's all I'm saying. Dial them up. Let's talk about somebody who decided to grab hold of their balls this week. Oh, do tell. So this is a Saturday before the big go, and all of I have heard about for the last 48 hours is NHRA and their no politics in our playground rule changes that it took out or took place this week. After, oh, you got that email too, huh? Yes, indeed. Uh, I was actually busy um, when my phone started blowing up, and I actually got like a little bit of an exaggeration when I say 20, 12, okay? 15, by 20 by the time the night was over. Um, it's like go through swing shifts. People get off work. <laughs> he likes to <laughs> like, act like he's popular, ladies and gentlemen. Not yeah, at no, all. It was, it was not. Two. I was one of them. Not, you were one of them. <laughs> So NHRA, and I'm not going to read all this legal mumbo-jumbo of their descriptive words, but NHRA said, hey, guys, our playground, our rules, we're not going to talk politics at NHRA events. And we talked about broadcast time, being legal, other things that took place. But I will tell you right now, they dropped that bombshell and Josh Peterson broke the damn internet last night for about a good 10 hours. And the memes have been off the chain for Bo Butner and his team as they have uh, labeled it the Bo Butner rule. <laughs> Which, hey, Bo, I guess... I guess that's like a, a, a term of endearment and respect when they name a rule after you. Uh, yeah, what's crazy is what's his name? Uh, the alcohol funny car racer, uh, is it Clint Thompson? He's had He had racers for Trump like forever. I guess. And yes. And, and so, it, all right, so you go first. <laughs> I, I, want, I want to hear the West Coast liberal... Oh, we geez. live in California. Don't mess with our celery juicer. I, I mean, just celery <laughs> juicer. Just uh, we're out here hugging trees. We're living life. Yes, I know. I've offended everybody that listens to the podcast right now. I got, I got I my stocks on right now. You got know. your Jerusalem cruisers drinking right. your Corona Light. Just getting, getting ready to go pop open another White Claw and. Uh, you know, I don't know. go use that recycled uh, paper for my my paper towels. You know, maybe you could get tubbo towels on the re- on the fully recyclable thing. Or are they already? Hey, we're working on uh, re- we re- we're working on a recyclable deal for the the uh, tubs. Oh, there you, you go. Get a recyclable lo- re- recyclable load pack. There you go. My brothers and sisters in California will appreciate. It. <laughs> Hey, I do, my, they... I do my due diligence. I I have three trash cans. I have one for grass, one for recyclables, and one for trash. I sometimes put stuff in the recyclable one. So, I mean, I feel like I'm contributing. But anyway, back to, back to uh, the task at hand. What are my thoughts on that? Uh, part of me kind of thinks it's a bummer, considering um, there was certain people that were in talks or situations where there could have been some money brought into the sport of drag racing. So individuals could be allowed to race since the purses are cut and sponsorship is a little hard to find and campaigns right now are spending a lot of money to get their message out there. Whether what side of the fence you're on, that's none of my business, nor do I care. Um, but yeah, it's kind of a bummer that they, that they had to do that on the other side of the coin with all the things going on in the world. I 
kind of don't blame them because it's it would have just turned into a full-blown mess. And I feel like a lot of that has to do with Facebook. I feel like Facebook is the root of all evil when it comes to any sort of political thoughts, mumbo-jumbo, whatever you want to call it, because it, it just gives people this, like, I think they just bury their head in the sand and they just start start typing and then they realize, oh man, maybe I shouldn't have done that. And then it just has, you know, it's been on every news channel or, or I, I don't know, whatever. But it, it turns into other things. And I don't, I feel like the NHRA was probably like, well, it's going to, it's taking away from the racing. Like it, it's not, it's not the right time or the place kind of thing is the avenue I feel like they were taking. So, I mean, I'm, I'm on both sides of it. Yeah, it sucks because obviously people were looking into trying to stimulate the NHRA economy with some of the marketing dollars or campaign dollars for that. And everybody has a right to their own opinion, whether it's, you know, liberal or conservative or whatever, who they're voting for. Um, so freedom of speech, free rights, what all, you know, what, what have you. But we play an NHRA sandbox, so... It is what it is. They make the rules. So. Well, you closed out on a high note there. I I couldn't agree with you more. And I'm a, I, okay, so you played both sides of the fence. I will. I'm going to play the NHRA side of the fence. Look, call me up. You need attention. You need eyeballs. You don't give a rip what national media platform your racing association ends on, ends up on. I promise you, you want some attention. Now, mm-hmm. what don't you want? You don't want to offend these corporations and companies that have consumers that may not agree with that political stance. Absolutely. That is where your rub comes in. Mm-hmm. Significant rub. Coca-Cola doesn't give a crap whether you're a Republican, Democrat, liberal, black, purple, green, yellow, red, turquoise. No, they don't care. They want you to buy Coca-Cola products. And they don't want politics involved with their consumers. And that, that's, that's just the bottom line. And, uh, I mean, if I'm a marketing guy, I like the attention. However, I don't want to lose business over it. Right. And Everybody's in the business of making money. So that's what I'm saying. Like it, it kind of, that's why I said it comes back to Facebook because everybody gets on there and they start tooting their horns and then everybody gets offended. Sometimes like we always say, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. And there's what's, what's been the golden rule since all of us were like kids you got to know it, right? You don't talk about two things. You don't talk about politics. You don't talk about religion. Religion. And obviously, because I feel like because of Facebook and social media, that just went out the window, which has ruined, ruined friendships, ruined business relationships, ruined people's jobs. Because I, I mean, I've heard of people literally losing their job because of what they posted on Facebook of over political campaigns. So, like you said, I, I kind of agree with NHRA. They don't want to deal with any of that. And I mean, kudos to them for at least standing up and, and saying it and saying, this is what not to do. This is what we don't want you to do. Here's the freaking rules. Read them. If you don't like it, cool. Put it on the side of your car, but you ain't getting any TV time. So piss off. That's kind of cool. Because the only reason why I say that is because a lot of times, you know, kind of NHRA gets a bad rap for just kind of like not saying shit about anything and then just telling that team or that individual or whatever, like, hey, you can't do that. And then it just turns into more drama. It's like I I give them credit for coming out and saying, hey, look, don't do it. So there you go. That's my two cents. It's it's a tough game to play. A very tough game to play. But. Again, in the end of the day, guys, there's a lot of people. This is passion for a lot of people. And again, for a lot of people, this is business. And when you got corporate companies involved and network TV and you're mm-hmm. writing those checks, and they got lots of commas and lots of zeros. Dog, 
Commas and zeros trump all the time. See mm-hmm. what I did there? No pun intended. See that? Okay. Uh, I got it. All right. So, so, hey, grabbing hold of the balls this week, Manscaped moment of the week, throw it at you, NHRA. You went ahead, you sat back, you grabbed them off. I don't know if you got 10, 12, 15 vice presidents up there, whatever you got over there in Glendora. You guys need to go on to manscaped.com, put in our discount code, R-I-R-C, get yourself a 3.0 trimmer. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Because they done did it. They done did it. All right, we're going to we're gonna close out on what I'm going to consider just a freaking high note of just epic proportions that just I thought failed. You were say, into I was, oh, I was going to thought you were going to say epic fails. Because if that's, that's the case, it. just just follow me like for at least one or two days, and you'll see plenty of epic fails. Anyway, I mean, this is just right. So, I mean, Mark Zuckerberg, I know you're not listening to our podcast, <laughs> but I know somebody out there in whatever building it is, high rise that you own, that all of these Einstein engineers are in, right? Somebody out there in the marketing department understands sample group and test case. I want you to put all those individuals that participated in the test case and the sample group for this new design Facebook nonsense that you put out because every last one of them need to be stamped hashtag idiot. Is yours in dark mode? Dude, I don't give a crap if mine's in dark mode, white mode, bright mode, no mode. It is horrible. I just, I, I mean, horrible. I'm over here. I have l- legitimately, I have 20 different pages that I oversee that I'm looking at, trying to, trying to understand why I cannot find any of the content that I need to move over there. Again, anybody in the sample group, please send your name, address, to hate mail at racers and rental cars, and we will send you an idiot bumper sticker from whatever it is that you drive. I will just send them a a uh, a porta potty on fire with racers and rental cars logo on it. That works for me too, because I'm here to tell you right now, it, it is just it's I if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Gentlemen. Yeah, but you know they have to do that because obviously we talked about it all the time. They change the algorithm. They do this. They do that. It's all about them making money. Literally, it's all about them making money. And if you guys sit there and start looking at things, if you have that mentality and you start pulling up your Facebook page, you start realizing, oh, shit, this is all about somebody else making money. Oh, click. I just clicked on. That's kind of cool. I should buy that. I should buy that. You know, K&N air filter, oil filter, whatever, or that, you know, Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0, because I listen to racersandrentalcars.com podcast, and it all kind of links together. It, it's, that's kind of weird how that happens, right? Isn't it, though? My phone was listening to me. Whoa. For over 50 years, K&N has been the industry leader in filtration technology, offering products to increase vehicle performance, protection, and longevity for automotive enthusiasts worldwide. Whether you're searching for an air filter to help protect your engine and increase performance, a cabin air filter to keep the interior of your vehicle clean and stay away from COVID and fresh, or an air intake system to provide extra horsepower and torque that you can feel, K&N has five decades of engineering expertise. I like that engineering expertise that you can trust. Visit knnfilters.com to search for high-performance products for your vehicle and use code RIRC to get a free oil filter with any air filter purchase. Again, knnfilters.com, RIRC, get a free oil filter with any air filter purchase, knnfilters.com. Guys, want to give you a huge shout-out to our audience. Thank you very much. We got a phone call last week KN filters has been ecstatic with your guys's use of our irc code and we greatly appreciate it thank you very much yes thank you for that because that continues the podcast and like i said earlier on 
like we said earlier on Facebook and Instagram, you know, if it wasn't for all y'all listen to this dumpster fire, what we like to call a show, K&N wouldn't be around and therefore racers and rental cars wouldn't be around. So, um, yeah, because it actually costs money to do this. So, um, and we greatly appreciate, uh, K&N stepping up along with Lance at LB Trailer Sales, Manscape, CBD, MD, all the, all the companies that, uh, that stick with us and, uh, you know, help this podcast happen. We greatly appreciate it. Voice America, you know, all these, there's, there's quite the little army that goes into doing this stuff. So we really appreciate it. So keep using that RIRC code at any of those companies so we can keep this show alive. And you get Absolutely. free stuff or discount stuff. Yeah, I mean, because who doesn't love That's discount? A, Hello? Yes. Saving money. Saving money. Saving money. All right. Last thing as we get ready here on the list. Let's talk about the impact. Got a couple minutes here. We got to wrap it up quick. We didn't talk about it two weeks ago, but I want to talk about it now because I know you've watched, you've seen it. The COVID breakout at Knoxville. Oh yeah, one of our guests, Tornado Tori, actually posted that she got it. Did you see that? Yes. Yes, I did. There was like I mean I quit counting after five. I saw five teams that posted that they that they tested positive and then I think, you know, I kinda like was like, eh, okay. I mean, all right. Five teams. But then it, then I kind of gave it a little different raised eyebrow look when they canceled the rest of the season. That made me go, hmm, exactly. Scooby-Doo snack? Just saying. What, 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 uh, I, I mean, you're out there, you're a motocross guy. I know the motocross guys are, are still riding and competing and stuff. Anything on that front? As far Anybody as testing COVID? positive? Uh, not that I've heard. I know a couple people, like Ken Roxon actually isn't right. He's like one of the big time, he's like the John Force of, of motocross. And he's actually not racing the series because he's had so many injuries and he's had battle, you know, like he's the guy that crashed his arms. He's like the bionic man now. And he was scared of getting it and he's having a kid and just he just kind of said, I'm out. I'm going to race supercross and I'm not even doing outdoors. Um, but I mean, kudos to him for taking a stand. He's trying to get his body healthy, but I haven't really read cause I read up on all the forms and stuff. I mean, I'm sure there's maybe somebody, but they haven't canceled anything or anything like that. They did do two weeks in a row back to back at Loretta Lynn's in Tennessee. Um, because one of the races had to get canceled due to, I think it was Washougal, uh, in Washington cause it's, still a mess up there but other than that that's all i really heard so they're still moving and shaking but i mean there's there's big money in that too like there's not that there isn't it at knoxville raceway either but um you know it's, it's a full-on touring thing which having it's funny that having it all at one you know that track shut down the season because everybody's trying like look at drag racing they've all basically everything's been in indy what have they had four or five ra- four races in indy so far, yep. So yep. there you go. So they think they're thinking that that's actually better. So we'll see. Well, look, honestly, let's. I mean, from so NASCAR, Austin Dillon had it last week. Came out, got his two negative tests. He was back in the car at Dover. Uh, before that, it was Jimmy Johnson. I know that Brendan Gaughan had it earlier on in the season. I know Larry McReynolds said his son had it earlier on in the season. You know, those guys are uh, Cup and Xfinity and Arca uh, from that side. But drag racing-wise, since we've gotten the ship back in the water, Tasca was the one, and now he's back. I mean, obviously, we had Todd Smith and Bobby Bennett and, and, and Jock, and, and, you know, we've had some other personalities, if you will, individuals uh, prior to this. NHRA kickoff, but I'm over here as you'll listen, knocking on wood, dude. I mean, kudos to NHRA. I mean, I know we're, you know, we said you were playing with, you know, you grabbed hold of your balls earlier, talk with the rule change, but kudos to them for the fact that we haven't had anything break out. Yeah, so. no, absolutely. There's, 
I think one thing that makes me a little nervous on, I mean, we always talk about COVID obviously because it's part of our lives now, but I think the more people start to, because a lot of people around here are finally just saying F it. Like the more you start to see more people out and about now. Um, some people aren't wearing masks. Orange County, uh, the county that I live in actually was taken off the watch list yesterday. Um, we'll see how long that actually lasts. But my thinking is the more people go out and do things like it's obviously the numbers are going to increase. Hopefully they don't increase too much. Um, and, make the powers of B freak out and make us all go on lockdown again. But I don't know. Sorry. I just paint cars and race cars. That's, I'm not a politician. <laughs> well, we will see if your point of view changes next week as we head to Indy for the big go. Fingers crossed. Hope all my parts vendors, Everybody shows up. I'll be at the big go with bells on. God, I hope so. Huge top sportsman field. Huge top dragster field. All stars. The big go next week. Cam, I'm done. I'm out. Take us home. I'm out. Yeah, and I think we pretty much covered all the bases. You know, um, hopefully, maybe we'll see you next week. I don't know. Um, I might just get a wild hair up my ass. Um, yeah, but. Uh, Everybody log on to racersandrentalcars.com, buy yourself a t-shirt, a hat, coffee mug, something of that nature. While you're there, click on some links, K&N, CBD, MD, Manscaped, LB Trailers, Voice America, if you're interested in uh, any sort of other podcasts, check it all out. They uh, they all help us out quite a bit, so thank you to them, and like Don said on that note, I'm out of here. Tell hey, your friends. Lighter. Thank you for listening to the Racers and Rental Cars podcast. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Motion Raceworks, Performance Data Systems, Streetway Marketing and Media, and Stupid Fast Racing, and RacersandRentalCars.com.